Admiral Harry Harris, Chief of U.S. Forces in the Pacific, told Congress last month that the possibility of North Korea hitting Hawaii with a missile are growing, and that Congress should put a missile defense system in the state. The announcement came amidst a flurry of activity by the Trump administration to raise concern about North Korea. In April, senators met at the White House, and Trump sent his Secretary of State, Rex Tillerson, to urge the United Nations to get tough. The House just passed a bill to tighten sanctions. I'm Sean Zeller, and this is CQ Roll Call's Week Ahead podcast. In our studio with me, steps from the White House, is Megan Scully, CQ defense reporter, and Rachel Oswald, our foreign policy reporter. Thanks for coming on, both of you. Thank you. North Korea has long been a headache for the United States. It's run by a dictator. Um, it is a nuclear-armed state. Why the flurry of activity right now? Why the extra interest right now in it? We've seen increasing aggression from Kim Jong-un in terms of missile tests, but also in terms of rhetoric. Uh, I think both are alarming in the United States. Uh, we see them continuing to develop their missiles, and uh, and their goal is undoubtedly to hit the shores of the United States with a long-range intercontinental ballistic missile. Or at least to have that threat, right? <laughs> to have that threat, yes. And, and Rachel, you were saying that President Obama, in, during the transition period, had warned Donald Trump that this was a serious issue he needed to pay extra attention to, right? Reportedly, the day after the election, when the two men had a chance to sit down together, uh, Obama told Trump, this is your number one security priority. Uh, under Obama, North Korea had kind of been a second-tier security threat behind Iran, behind terrorism. But now, basically, it is, it is a tier one threat ahead of everything else. Okay. And Harry Harris, so he testified before Congress last month. What happened in that testimony, Megan? Well, he made some headlines. He came to the Hill and he came out fairly strongly in support of at least studying, but beginning soon to study, the ability to enhance missile defenses on Hawaii. Hawaii is 4,500 miles from North Korea. North Korea would need an a long-range ballistic missile to hit Hawaii. And there are defenses in place uh, in Alaska and in California capable of protecting Hawaii, uh, where we have not just Americans, but also very important military assets, as we learned during World War II. The problem, though, is that uh, we, we may not have enough long-range interceptors to protect Hawaii if there were also missiles pointing to mainland U.S., which is something that Admiral Harris pointed out. So he raised the possibility of establishing some missile defenses on Hawaii itself. The question, though, is what would work? Uh, some of the solutions that have been bandied about really wouldn't help with North Korea. It would only uh, stop a, a mid-range or an intermediate-range missile. Didn't would not have the capability of stopping an, a long-range ballistic missile. So there's going to be a long process here in terms of uh, do we upgrade the systems that we have? Um, one is actually already in place in Hawaii as a test site, uh, the Aegis Ashore. Do we operationalize that with some kind of new missile that actually we were once developing but was canceled that would be capable of stopping a long-range ballistic missile? Where do we put these investments? And, uh, and the caution here to Congress is not to rush things. North Korea today is not capable of hitting Hawaii. Um, they do not have an ICBM capability. So a lot of experts are saying, and, and Harris himself is saying, let's study this. Let's see what we can do. 
But it seems to be kind of the growing momentum is to secure Hawaii better. Right. And North Korea is a nuclear-armed state. Mm -hmm. But what does that mean? Can they put a nuclear warhead on a missile and fire it? They can't today. Um, They can't put it on a a long-range ballistic missile and fire it today. But the question is, what can they do in a few years? They're already starting some engine tests, I believe, on their, and mind you, our our intelligence in North Korea is not great, but starting some engine tests on on long-range ICBMs and, and could start test firing some as soon as this year, I believe. Okay, Rachel, what about chemical and biological weapons? North Korea, we think they have them and that they're willing to use them, right? Experts think that the recent assassination in Malaysia of Kim Jong-un's half-brother by the nerve agent VX was meant to be a signal to the international community of the sophistication uh, and and delivery capabilities of North Korea's um, chemical arsenal. And experts also believe but have less evidence that North Korea has a significant biological weapons delivery capability. Right. It's thought that Kim Jong-un thought that this half-brother might be a potential threat to his leadership in the country and had him killed, what, in an airport or a mall? Uh, Yes, in an airport as he was preparing to depart Malaysia. uh, I believe occasionally people, usually Republicans in the United States, talk about regime change and this idea that if there were another member of the Kim royal family who could potentially, if if Kim Jong-un is removed from power, that they would have a stand in Kim, that that might be something China could stomach. The half-brother was living under China's protection, also, which is notable, and that um, North Korea decided to kill him anyway, even knowing he was under China's protection is significant. Okay, Megan, so the prospects for getting this missile defense system in Hawaii, it has to go through Congress, right? What are the dynamics in Congress on this? Who cares about it in Congress? And what are the prospects for it happening? Congress is always very interested in uh, new military hardware, particularly, obviously, the Armed Services Committees, where uh, there are hawks on both the Republican side and on the Democratic side. The issue is, of course, the funding caps right now. Missile defense is expensive, and it they would have to find so- somewhere in the budget to potentially cut if they can't get go- those caps raised. But with North Korea sort of you know, becoming a bigger and bigger problem for the United States, I do think we're going to see a turn to pay more attention to it. However, those investments, I think, are a few years down the line. First this year, we are likely to see increased studies of what Hawaii needs and of what the threat is. Those don't really cost much at all. And it'll probably be a few years before we're starting to seriously talk about what kind of hardware do we put in Hawaii. That being said, I did talk to Senator McCain uh, this week, the chairman of the Senate Armed Services Committee. John McCain of Arizona. Mm-hmm. And he unequivocally told me he would like to see a a THAAD missile battery in Hawaii, which is interesting and something that we could deploy quickly and something that we have deployed recently in South Korea to protect against short-range, mid-range missiles from North Korea. But again, the THAAD is not intended to uh, stop a long-range ballistic missile. Different technologies are involved, different trajectories. Uh, So it's unclear what the THAAD would actually do in Hawaii, but that's something that we could potentially see in, in the short term. 
Interestingly, though, I was speaking with somebody today who mentioned if we start arming Hawaii and we don't really know what our end game is, we do risk further provoking North Korea um, to produce more missiles, to do more missile testing. So it could have opposite of the intended effect. So it is an area where we really need to tread carefully. And that, that raises the issue of the U.S. strategy towards North Korea and the Trump administration has done a policy review, right, Rachel? And what came out of that? What uh, reporters have heard doesn't uh, qualitatively sound that much different than the Obama administration's uh, policy of so-called strategic patience toward North Korea, though uh, the Trump administration is adamant that this is not what they're doing. It's not strategic patience. But what, what they've said they're doing is they're going to really pressure China, which is North Korea's longtime patron and which 90% of North Korea's economy flows from China, that they're going to pressure China to crack down on the Chinese businesses and individuals that engage in prohibited trade with the North. That sounds like what we heard from under Obama, and it didn't work. But there, there is certainly heightened urgency around this because of the number of nuclear tests that have happened in the last two years alone, the number of longer range ballistic missile tests that have happened. China will certainly find itself um, coming under more pressure, not just from the United States, but from the global community to do something on North Korea. But the, the real nut here is that uh, China doesn't see North Korea as its number one problem. It sees the United States as its number one problem and North Korea as an important buffer to keeping uh, U.S. troops away from its border. It's, it's going to be real hard to see how we resolve this if the greater, broader relationship with China deteriorates, whether it's from a new trade war that, that Trump pursues with Beijing or heightened tensions in the South China Sea. So this, is, this has been a problem that has vexed multiple U.S. presidents, Republican and Democrats, and, and it doesn't offer an easy solution, though I would add that Secretary of State Rex Tillerson um, this week said that the strategy that they've developed for North Korea is 20 to 25 percent of the way completed. And so Tillerson, they, Tillerson yeah. went up to the United Nations, right, to lean That's on right. members of the Security Council to get tougher? Yes, to voluntarily um, begin enforcing existing US Security Council sanctions, which have a very uneven track record of being implemented by other countries, and to pass voluntary new sanctions and, and to uh, downgrade diplomatic relations with North Korea. That's because North Korea has been documented to use its embassies and consulates as a front for money laundering. So remove their ambassadors or yeah. disallow North Korea from establishing yes, embassies? Tillerson was vague on that matter, but I think the idea is that, is that more North Korean diplomats who are actually money men will be extradited and kicked out of foreign countries. And so the House bill, too, which passed recently... Um, deals with China, right? The sanctions deal with Chinese banks. Right. Tell us about that. Right. It's called the North Korea sanctions bill, but it is about China. It expands significantly the categories of individuals and businesses who can come under secondary sanctions for engaging in prohibited trade with North Korea. The sanctions in the bill take particular aim at North Korea's uh, practice of sending North Korean citizens abroad to work for very low wages, but then have almost all of those wages, you know, uh, appropriated by Pyongyang. So uh, foreign businesses that engage, that hire North Korean laborers could come under U.S. sanctions. In addition, um, any insurance company, any company really that that, that enables North Korea's uh, shipping sector, which has um, been shown by the UN Security Council to really be kind of the workhorse of North Korea's efforts to evade international sanctions. 
another option on the table is a preemptive missile strike, right, to take out North Korea's nuclear weapon facilities. And what are the risks there, Megan? Well, as one of our other uh, defense reporters wrote recently, that would be hell on earth, a preemptive strike of sorts um, in, in North Korea. We risk not taking out the site. We end North Korea retaliating on South Korea, where there are 100,000 United States civilians. Um, we risk, live in Seoul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, we, and we also have military assets in South Korea, not to mention South Korea is a very critical ally of ours, who we need to assure. Um, we, we, um, and that certainly wouldn't provide them with any type of assurance. We risk them hitting Japan and potentially hitting Guam. Um, They haven't quite proven that capability yet, but it is a possibility, perhaps in the not too distant future. We also risk not taking out all of the capabilities. Our intelligence in North Korea is is not great, and the 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 program is is pretty dispersed. Uh, so they're thought to have a thousand missiles. Yes, yes, and they're not all located in in one place. This this could really hurt our assets and our allies in the region. And John um, Donnelly, our colleague, also raised in his column the possibility of assassinating, trying to assassinate Kim Jong Un, the North Korean dictator. That sounds like also a risky gambit. Sure. Well, what happens if you aren't successful or who comes in his wake? Uh, We don't know. Right now, we are dealing with a a bit of a known entity. It's also not always the best precedent to be setting. That leaves us then with diplomacy and sanctions. And, And China, you mentioned, Rachel, is so important in this. And we've also noted that Donald Trump, who ran against China in a way during his campaign has gotten taken a softer stance. He's no longer threatening a trade war against China. And is that a result of their importance as it comes to North Korea? Yeah, I do think that is a result of the North Korea policy review where the Trump administration has concluded that the North Korea issue is the most pressing issue in the broader U.S.-China relationships. Trump's concerns about uh, the U.S. trade deficit with China and, and South China Sea and a host of other issues are, for now, it appears, being put on the back burner. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye on it. Uh, thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Megan, for coming on. Thank you. I'm Sean Zeller. Thank you for joining us. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and on NPR One.